Okay, so we looked at intrinsic value. Let's look at character value. And character value is something that is worked in us. God might not like what a person does, but he accepts who they are. Just as with our children, we love them, but we don't always approve of what they do or like what they do. But the person themselves is always acceptable because of their intrinsic value. They're always capable of becoming something better than they are right now. Love doesn't judge them by their behaviour. It sets its love upon them. And Jesus always sees what he can redeem. And we're to be the same. We're to look for the treasure, not the trash. If you want some biblical examples of this, take a look at the woman of Samaria. Married five times and the man she was with wasn't her husband. But she didn't feel judged by Jesus when they met and he gently pointed this out. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, hated by all. Up a tree to escape a knife between the ribs and Jesus calls to him, I'll eat with you tonight. His response to that honour was to become honourable by giving back what he'd stolen. The woman caught in adultery. Who condemns you? Go and stop what you're doing. There is no judgment in Jesus towards them. God is redemptive all the time. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And we don't either know what we're doing, that is. Even though we're born again, we do not have the mind of Christ until our value systems are aligned with his. We still evaluate, apportion blame, judge, criticise and exclude those of whom we do not approve, according to our internal valuation system. Those who do not give us what we think we deserve, or don't perform as we think they should, the list is endless. But God is inclusive and redemptive in everything he does. He's altogether other than us. He doesn't see things the way we do, as we found out in the last series. Another area, specifically within the church setting, is that we're apt to appreciate and recognise gifting above character. Gifts are like baubles on a Christmas tree. They are an earnest, a promise of our bridegroom's return for us. They're our engagement ring, if you like. And if our gifting should ever outgrow our character, God will be taking steps to bring the character into alignment with it. The early church, you know, always put character and moral excellence above gift. 1 Timothy 3, 2 and 3. When Paul wrote to Timothy, he didn't tell him to pass these things on to clever or gifted men, but to faithful men, men of character. 2 Timothy 2, 2. In these days, in society at large, we rate intellectual prowess, artistic or athletic talent and technical expertise above character. And these are sometimes held to justify the absence of morality in the persons concerned. In the church too, we tend to use the same measure and elevate gifting and ministry above character. Men and women of godly character in the church must be held in high esteem by us in order that the next generation learn to honour and respect those around them and learn the ways of God rather than adhering to the value system of the world. Beloved, we have a responsibility to the young people to be changed into his likeness, to bear the image of Christ in our character and disposition, to begin to truly honour, respect and one another as we are commanded, that we mirror something for them. We can only be enriched 
by doing as he says. In these days of declension, God is bringing us back to his word for no other reason than his great love for us as he prepares the bride for his son. So intrinsic value is not earned and character value is worked in us and through us. Not so much inspiration as perspiration because he can't do through us what he's not been able to do in us. Our part is to yield. Tomorrow we'll look at the value that's given to performance or the rewards for excellence in the service of the king as we are on his majesty's service. See you then. <laughs>